Welcome to the Great Detectives of Old Time Radio. From Boise, Idaho, this is your host, Adam Graham. If you have a comment, send it to me, box13 at greatdetectives.net. And uh, today is D-Day minus seven days. Well, we're going to take a look at mystery programs that American service personnel listen to overseas. Now, with the proliferation of mystery and detective programs, there was no way that the Armed Forces Radio Service could bring all of these shows to personnel overseas. But they did have a program called Mystery Playhouse. Mystery Playhouse would feature an episode of a mystery or detective series. It might be an individual detective story like Ellery Queen or The Thin Man, or it might be a mystery story that without, that's not necessarily detective fiction, something like The Whistler or Inner Sanctum. And then it would uh, send these transcription discs overseas. Because of uh, the issues with radio preservation during the war, uh, because the uh, materials usually used in transcription discs were more frequently being put to use to defeat the Axis, this uh, program, Mystery Playhouse, is responsible for the, uh, the few, most of the few surviving episodes of The Thin Man, the one surviving episode of the 1940s uh, Nero Wolf series, and for today's program, which is an equal rarity, featuring Charlie Chan. Charlie Chan was big at the movies, starting in the mid-1930s and rolling on all the way through the 1940s. Charlie Chan was also a significant figure in radio serials in the 1930s. And in 1944, returned to radio for uh, over NBC. We don't know when this program aired, but it is the only surviving half-hour U.S. radio programming featuring Charlie Chan, uh, at least in circulation. Other Charlie Chan episodes you'll find are actually Australian uh, transcriptions. In the movies, Charlie Chan, uh, during the war, played a significant role doing work uh, on behalf of the Secret Service. Here, his role is not so much pronounced regarding war work, but it still has a powerful message. While we don't know the exact date this tra of this transcription, we will take a listen to this episode called The Pearl of Pre Great Price. Good evening. This is Sergeant X filling in for Peter Lorre. When uh, danger threatens any one of her brood, even the placid and uninspired mother hen can become an avenging demon, purposeful and unmindful of her own safety. And in man, too, this instinct to preserve one's own is strong indeed, as you will hear tonight in the Mystery Playhouse. Tonight, the Mystery Playhouse is proud to play host to an ardent stamp collector, a proud and loving father, 
and master detective, the incomparable Charlie Chan. The record of Mr. Chan's achievements in crime detection, you know, is equaled only by his reputation as a family man, a role he much prefers, by the way. However hard Charlie has tried, he's never been able completely to retire and live the life of a simple, home-loving man. Take, for instance, one night when he was seated in the living room poring over his beloved stamp collection. His daughter, Rose, was writing a letter to her boyfriend overseas with the Navy, and Tommy, his number one son, was expected home from a war bond rally. Dad? Hmm? Can you send an imprint of a kiss by V-mail? Rouge, very disconcerting to machine, designed to transfer letter to film. Oh. Humbly suggest you substitute words, I salute my brave warrior with a kiss. That sounds silly, Dad. I'll just say, um, uh, consider yourself kissed, you mutt. Is not mutt American slang for dog? Well, sure, he's in the Navy, isn't he? So he's an old sea dog. Would appear seagull more appropriate for a Navy flying man. (laughs) I can't say, consider yourself kissed, you old gull. (laughs) If boyfriend to receive letter from number one daughter before his return home, suggest choice of suitable epithet and letter sealed and mailed. Okay, Dad. Hiya, Dad. Hiya, sis. Neighbors surely must appreciate effort of number one son in keeping them from quiet evening. Uh, I'm sorry. Dad, he's the noisiest kid I know. Kid? Okay, Grandma. Oh. Son, you brought newspaper as requested? Dad, I... Paper? The newspaper. Oh, I'm sorry, Dad. I meant to, but I... Well, I, I can run down now. I'll be right back. Wait, son. Uh, take sister's letter. Oh, Dad. Oh, now, don't do me any favors. Besides, I want to make sure this letter reaches Jimmy, and it doesn't stay in your pocket, so I'll mail it myself. And what's more, Dad, if you want to read your paper tonight, I'll see that you get it. Huh. I suppose you'll never forget anything. Well, not when it's important. Oh, is that so? Oh, no, I Suggest that family storm be deferred. Thunder outside of more immediate concern. Possible rain coming. Since you stand some distance away, suggest number one daughter, Harry. Okay, Dad, it won't be long. And don't worry, if it rains, I'll take a cab. Be right back. Someday I'm going to lose my temper with that dame, Son, and then I... Uh, yes, Dan. Suggest you retain temper and go to kitchen for usual snack before retiring. Oh, all right, Dad. Uh, fully appreciate now burden of honorable wife with 11 sources of trouble. Aye, son, what happened? Sounded like shot. Oh, Dad, did I scare you? Did not soothe me. Number one son carries gun, perhaps? Oh, no, Dad. Just some firecrackers I was taking out of my pocket. A torpedo dropped to the floor. Firecrackers? Hmm. Hardly placing for one your age? Huh? Oh, gosh, Dad, you got me wrong. I was just holding them for the neighborhood kids so they wouldn't hurt themselves. They were using them to whip up the bond sales in Chinatown. With number one son holding same... Fear greatly, honorable mother will have no home to return to. Give rest of same to me, please. Well, okay, Dad. But if they don't sell a lot of bonds, those kids will have your scalp. Here's your paper, miss. Kind of wet. Sorry. No, that's okay. Uh, is there a taxi cab around? Yeah, cab in front of the bank there. Hey, cab! Okay, stop it. Sorry, kid. My cab's taken. Yeah, you can't stay in here. I've hired this cab. Hey, look, Molly. Comes a bank car. Let me out of here. Hurry, get your things here in the cab. Let go, my feet. You've broken them. That's tough. 
Okay, Muggsy. Here comes Chuck. Get going, Muggsy. Hey, who's this dame? I don't know, but she's coming along. She's seen too much. Investigation going on here. Move on. A thousand pardons, Captain Flannery. Hmm? But I, too, am investigating. Well, Charlie Chan. How are you? Disturbed, Captain. Disturbed. Tell me, why are you here? There's a hold-up at the bank. Pretty routine stuff, Chan. Guard shot. Nothing that would interest you. What are you looking at? Notice small coral beads in hand. Hmm? Oh, these. Pick them up in the gutter. Why the interest? Believe small beads came from necklace worn by number one daughter. Rose? Yes. She failed to return from posting letter. Beads suggest possible harm befell her. Hey, wait a minute. The newsboy said a Chinese girl got in the cab. Age seldom gives credit to eyes of youth. Tell me, was car followed? Yes, and one of our squad cars gave it a chase. They got away by beating a freight train to a crossing. We're sure one of our bullets hit the back of the car. Fervently trust same bullet did not go further. Danger to daughter almost too much to bear. Easy now, Chan. You go home. I'll get Rose back for you or turn in my badge. Thank you. First time in humble career, find emotions stronger than detecting instincts. Dad, you've got to cut off this pacing up and down. Well, you haven't been off your feet in 22 hours. Dad, did you hear me? Forgive me, son. Ears open, but mine closed. Well, will you eat something? A bowl of soup, a little rice, anything. No, thank you, son. Thoughts are not a food. They dwell on number one daughter. Gosh, Dad. I shouldn't have let her go. I should have gone myself. I'm grateful honorable mother knows nothing of misfortune. Oh, I'll get it, Dad. It's good news, I'm sure of it. Hello? Oh, yes, he's here, Captain Flannery. Yes? You have? Oh. Oh, that's all right. I'll tell him. Dad, they found a cab in a ditch. In ditch? You mean... Take it easy, Dad. It was empty. Looked as though it had been driven there deliberately to hide it. It had a bullet hole in the back. I must go. Dad, Dad, wait till I tell you the rest. Captain Flannery has surely located owner. Captain Flannery... How do you know? No, Captain Flannery. Well, I'll go with you, Dad. No, son. Remain here, close to phone, in case there is further news of sister... This is Charlie Chan. He wants to ask you a couple of questions. Look, I ain't denying it was my cab, but I don't know nothing about the hold-up. I loaned the heck to my brother. I had to. The kid was wild. The only way I could keep him straight was to let him drive the cab once in a while so he could make some money. Where does wild brother make headquarters? Huh? How do you reach the punk when you want him? Why, I don't, you see. What? Oh, well, that is, there's a cigar store on the outskirts of town. Sometimes I can get him there, but... Not now. I try. Well, you better keep trying. You don't want a murder rap tossed at you. I tell you, I am mixed up in old Robinson. It was your cab. But but I tell you, I had... Excuse, please, Captain Flannery. Mr. Russick, should you contact Wild Brother, inform him, please. I'm holding him responsible for safety of number one daughter, Rose. Huh? Your daughter? You heard him. Rose Chan was in your cab when your kid brother pulled that bank job. She hasn't returned since. Boy, no wonder you're so interested in this case. Hey, don't look at me like that, Mr. Chan. Honest, I ain't never been mixed up in no robins and killings. Get going, Russick. And find your brother. Huh? Yeah, yeah, sure. I'll do my best. You can bet on that. 
Yes, sir, I sure will. What do you think, Chan? Is he in on it or not? Think not. Too surprised at mention of daughter. Hmm. Was it wise to mention her? Wouldn't she be safer if I didn't know who she is? Believe unknown Chinese girl might become liability to men in hiding. Therefore, kill her. Mm. But daughter, asset for bargaining. Mm. Then you feel pretty sure their next move will be to contact you. Hope such is case. Return home now to await developments. Oh, there you are, Dan. Gosh, where have you been? Taking first steps on path that leads to honorable sister. Gosh, I'm sure glad you got back. This was stuck under the door, but when I looked out, no one was there. Hmm. Handwritten note on wrapping paper. It's a demand for money for sister's release. Gosh, Dad, what's happened to her? Honorable sister got in cab used for holdup by mistake. Then this is a ransom note. Yes, son. Gee, $10,000. Where'll you get it? Here's a legitimate question. Long-standing friends may help, but... First, we'll attempt to contact Mr. Vaughn, president of bank, which was robbed. Oh, we'll answer door. Please, phone Mr. Vaughn. Yes, Dad. Captain Flannery. Glad you're here, Chen. Russick just came back to the station house. Said he was sure he could locate his brother. Good. Also have news for you. Ransom note delivered here, demanding $10,000 for release of daughter. $10,000? Dad, I got Mr. Vaughn on the phone. Coming, son. Hey, now look, Chen. You're not going to pay any ransom while I'm on the force. Give me time. I humbly suggest good friend retain shirt. We'll only use banker to divide and conquer enemies with use of cab driver Russick. What do you mean? Listen to phone conversation. Hello? Hello, Mr. Vaughn. Regret delay. No, have not yet apprehended criminals. Hope to do so before night is out. Greatly need your worthy assistance. Also, cooperation of some suburban bank. Owner of cab involved will also help. Listen closely, please, to most dangerous plan for releasing daughter, who at moment is in hands of desperate criminals. Trap must be set. Won't you please take these handcuffs off? It's uncomfortable being locked to this chair. Don't move, Miss Chan. They won't hurt. Besides, this hideout wasn't built for your comfort. Oh. Molly, you sure you left that note where her old man will find yeah, it? Yeah, Chucky, yeah. I slipped it under the door just like you said. I wish I could be sure. I'm telling you. Yeah, like you told me you could handle a getaway. So of all the dames in the world, we got to pick up Chan's daughter. That's bad, huh? We're forgetting ten grand for her, ain't we? Did you pull off the bank stick-up? No, you bumped off a guard and got no dough. Shut it. The kid must be. It could be my dad, Charlie Chan. Huh? Open that door, Chuck, will you? Stop being so jumpy. Okay. Hey, Chuck. Hi, Muggsy. Hello, Molly. Hello, kid. Boy, have I got news. What's up? It was my brother wanting to see me, all right. He's got a proposition. I don't trust Pipe you. down, Chuck. I want to hear the kid. What's the proposition? Now look, Molly, I'm not... Quiet! Go on, kid. Well, my brother picked up two old gents in his cab, see? They're on their way to a hick bank about five miles from here. My brother's got all the dough. So what? We're going to meet a guy there who's going to open up this here bank. I'm still listening. Okay, get this payoff. They're going there to get that ten grand we're asking for this Chan thing. Oh, yeah. nuts. On a level. They couldn't open uh, Vaughn's bank on a kind of time locks or something. Sounds to me like a frame-up. Now, wait a minute. My brother ain't no stool for the cops. I tell you, he picked up these two gents' cruising. It could happen, Chuck. But it didn't. Why is your brother playing ball with us all of a sudden? 
Oh, he's getting smart for a change. Beginning to realize he ain't going to make a million driving a hack. Yeah, it took him a long time. Wait a minute, Chuck. If I heard Rustic tell this himself, I'd know. Where is he, kid? At the cigar store, waiting for you. I think I'll talk to hey, Just a minute, Molly. Suppose this is a trap. We still got Chan's kid, ain't we? Muggsy, keep your eye on her till we get back. Molly, I say we play this safe. I want ten grand for that, dame. And I want ten times that from the Hicks Bank. Ken, I think that's the car now. Yeah, that's it. Splendid, Mr. Russick. Wait. The man has left the car. The woman's parking it. Hey, the boat's supposed to meet me in my cab outside. Ah, suspect only one will accompany you to bank. Other will return to hiding place to await outcome. Yes. If anything wrong, fear for safety of number one daughter and your brother. I think you're right, Chair. Look, man already in cab. Woman on way to enter scene. We telephone number one son to follow gang car back to hiding place. Okay. Well, I better go out before he gets suspicious. Much depends on you, Mr. Russick. Remember carefully all instructions. Speak with caution. Don't worry, Chad. I will. I'll be careful. Well, Chuck, like I've been telling you and Molly, it looks like a lead pipe cinch to me. A lot better than holding Chan's daughter for a measly ten grand. Chan's daughter? What's she got to do with this setup, Russick? Well, quit stalling, folks. One guy in my cab called the other one Vaughn. He's the president of the bank you stuck up while you were using my cab. That's what you say. Yeah, and so did the cops who shot at you when they put that bullet hole in the body of my hand. That still don't put Chan's daughter in the picture, Russick. The guy did that. He's the big shot of this hick bank. And he told Vaughn he was helping because he was afraid of Chan. Okay, so how come you didn't drive him out to this hick bank if that's where they were heading? They wouldn't do that till 11.30, though I drove him to Chan's house. By the way, it's getting late, and that bank's a good four miles from here. Uh, Russick, um, you really like this deal, huh? Sure. I think it's a setup for real, too. And, uh, you'll do the driving? Who else? I want to earn my 50% cut. 50%? <laughs> Let him dream. Russick, if it don't come off, you and your kid brother both lose. <laughs> we all do. Not like you, Russick. You see, Chuck here handles the sort off real nice. If the cops are at the Hick Bank... Your head gets blowed off. Yeah. Of course, I won't be there to have the pleasure, because I'm not going with you. Just you and Chuck. I'll be back at the hideout. If Chuck don't come back by midnight, little brother gets it, too. Right between his baby blue eyes. <laughs> you still want to play bank robber, Russie? Well, sure. Why shouldn't I? Okay. You, uh, haven't any way of contacting Mr. Chan, have you? I wouldn't know him if I fell over him. Yeah. Too bad somebody can't tell Chan. Tell him what? That if this is a frame-up, his daughter gets it, too. Do you see? Yeah, but... but that's his worry. Let's get started. It's almost 11.30. Huh? Oh, yeah. Hey, uh, Molly. This little guy ain't on the level. He's got more guts than his kid brother. Be yourself. What choices he got now? 
Okay, you two better get going. Be, uh, seeing you, Russick. That it, Russick? That stone building ahead? Must be. Yeah. See, there they are. That looks like board, and there's the other guy. Yeah, they're just going in. Hey, this begins to look good. Should I pull up? Are you nuts? We case the block first. What? Go around the block slow, chump. But ain't it easier if we walk in while they're busy getting the money? We'll be there. Do like I say. Okay. Pull up right in front of the door. Right in front? That's right. So as I can cover you in the entrance while you go in. Me? You heard me, Russick. Get going. Right. Now walk right up to the door and stand beside it. I'll keep you covered with the sword off. Okay. Wait. Wait. Hold it, Russick. Drop that gun. Cops, huh? Well, you asked for it, Russick. You all right, Russick? Huh? Yeah. He shot mystery. Well, you won't be bothered by him anymore. He's dead. Uh, Where's Charlie Chan? Uh, he's trailing a day. Evil woman has gone inside house. Pray that trailing her proves fruitful in quest for honorable sister. A parked car here, son. All right, Dad. Be quiet. Come. Let us investigate. Okay, Dad. Say, Dad, look. That window on the side. There's a light. Approach him cautiously. Can see honorable sister inside. Mm. He's handcuffed to chair. Gee, Dad. What are we going to do? Should I take the car and get help? No. Wait, son. Have a plan. Mm. Go to car. Drive up to front of door with much clatter. Okay, Dad. Humble father will remain here to make sure no harm befalls honorable sister. And, uh, so, Miss Chan, if Russick is on the square, we'll leave you here tied up. Be a smart old man to find. And what happens if he... If he... <laughs> you mean if Russick double-crosses us? Uh-huh. Look, if Chuck don't show up by midnight, and that ain't far off, I'm sending you to what you call your honorable ancestors. Oh. Hey, Marla, you, you won't kill her, will you? Don't you worry, your little head, Muggsy. You won't know a thing about it. What does that mean? Are you kidding if Chuck don't get back, you get bumped off, too. Now, stop worrying. Oh, honest, Molly, I'm telling you, my butt is no stooly. We'll see, kid. Gee, Molly, maybe the cab broke down on the way back, or maybe... Hey, yes, Chuck. I told you they'd pull it off and get back. None too soon, neither. Right. What's that? Cops! They must have trailed us. I'm getting out of here. I ain't got no rod. Keep away from that door. Don't open it. I'll cover the window. Damn, maybe that'll hold him. Yeah, listen, don't we ain't got a chance. I'm gone. I said keep that door shut. I'll tear you out for it. Open that door, would you? You shot him. He's outside. He'll be killed. No, what is yellow? I'm fighting it out, see? It's no use. Your gun's empty. You better surrender. Please. I only got another rod. Heaven, unlock the door. If I 
They'll recognize you and won't shoot. I can't. I'm handcuffed, remember? Okay, okay. I'll take them off. Want to get out there and stop them. There. Now they're off. Now get out there and... Hey, what are you doing? Seeing how you look with the handcuffs on. Now stand there where you'll be safe. Oh, Dad. Uh, I'm happy to find Pearl of great price unharmed. Boy, am I glad to see you. Are you all right, sis? Oh, yeah, Tommy, I'm okay, but... Hey, where are the others? What others, daughter? Well, the police who surrounded the house. No police, only humble father and brother. What? Say, I ought to... No, you don't. Hey, how did the handcuffs get on you? Ask your smart sister. Huh? Oh, (laughs) I get it. Oh, but, Dad, where did all the shots come from? You you hardly ever carry a gun. Is correct. Did not do so on this occasion. Say, what are you giving us? I suppose you made all that racket out there with firecrackers. (laughs) Again, correct. (laughs) Firecrackers taken from number one son which were to be used in worthy cause. What do you mean, Dad? No questions now, please. First, must attend wounded brother of Mr. Russick. Then, deliver evil lady to police. Explanations will come at home. Some more tea, Dad? Uh, palate says yes. Stomach says no. Gee, Captain Flannery sure was pleased when we turned over that Molly dame, huh, Dad? He thought you were great on this case. I'm deeply grateful to number one son for assistance. Oh, it was nothing. Also deeply grateful for brave assistance of Mr. Russick and Mr. Vaughn. And don't forget Sis here. Oh, cut it out, Tommy. No, I mean it. She was wonderful, wasn't she, Dad? Yes, son. How wonderful I did not realize until I thought I might lose her. Fate turns on small wheels. Consider good fortune at beginning when beads were torn from worthy sister's throat by evil ones. Oh, but, Dad, those beads weren't torn. Explain, please. Oh, gosh. Your daughter's inherited a little of her father's ability. I dropped those beads deliberately. Uh, number one daughter causes humble father deep pride. <laughs> Thanks, Dad. Uh, but tell me, what about those firecrackers? In case of firecrackers, must admit fortune smiled kindly on humble father took them from honorable brother who held same in safekeeping for neighborhood children. <laughs> yes, sis. The kids were going to use them to sell war bonds. Well, I guess they won't be too disappointed. Chinatown will sell its quota without fireworks. Yes, son. And humble father will do his bit. With share of reward from bank, we'll purchase bond for each firecracker exploded. Gosh, Dad. Then this war bond drive will really go over with a bang. <laughs> Charlie, you did it again. But I guess it doesn't hurt to have a smart daughter around, huh? It's certainly been fine to have you with us tonight, and I hope we can tear you away again from the family hearth to say nothing of your stamp collection real soon. Right about now, Mr. Laurie, if he were here, would invite you all to the green room to eavesdrop on the rehearsal for our next Mystery Playhouse production. And who am I to be different? Follow me, please. Come. Yes, darling, don't be so self-conscious. 
I never said any such thing about the corn that comes out of your typewriter. Tailor-made for you, my precious? Oh, no. You're thinking of the precious Mr. Warren, our leading man, the ambulatory werewolf of the megacycle. Don't be bitter, Bernhardt. Jeff will write you fatter parts when you can handle them. Say, I was playing leads when you were a standing. Now, lay off, Alma, will you? Look, you've all worked together so long, you've got your private lives mixed up with the characters you're supposed to be playing. Three minutes there, time, Jeff. Okay, okay, Ed. Check master control to see if we're getting the air on time. I'll check, but it looks like we've got the channel on the nose. Okay, Ed. Now, as you were saying, I was Jeff... saying that if you can't keep your petty jealousies outside the studio, I'll have a new cast. Uh, what about our public, oh, Jeff? They Jeff. won't like that. Listen, they'll explode your irreplaceable illusions like a toy balloon. And what about our contract Read your cancellation clause and don't start anything you can't finish. What about our subordinate characters, Jeff? Are we also on the griddle? Yes, yes. Kent, you can quit wandering around the studio making passes at every ingenue I cast on this show. <laughs> and how you pick them. Or lay off the wisecracks, Kent, or your reputation as the ham that dies a thousand deaths will catch up with you. What about uh-huh. Mary Smith, Jeff? Haven't you any unkind words for our honey-haired heroine of tonight's masterpiece of mayhem? No, I have not. Mary, at least... Tries to play her part in spite of Warren's wolfing and your burn. I resent that. What she and Warren does is no concern of mine. Now lay off Alma in this studio. I'm the boss. I'll make the wisecracks and I'll do the telling. Outside, you can beat each other's brains out for all I care. Jeff, I can take care of myself. Not when it comes to Warren the Wonder Man, Mary. Don't worry about me, Jeff. Now pipe down, Kent. Look, Mary, just play your part. You're new to radio, but you're good. Don't let these technically perfect Mike monkeys tell you differently. Yes, dear, and don't fall for Jeff's private lessons in emotional acting. Yeah, Mary, beware. Take care. We're an odious aggregation. And directors never, never collect etchings or go to Atlantic City. It's abstracts this season, darling. One minute to go, Jeff. Okay, now cast. There's nothing the matter with this show that you can't remedy if you just forget your personal differences for the next 30 minutes. Now, snap out of it and let's go. Hey, say, Mr. Tyler. Uh, how about the sound that shooting spot in the phone booth? That's okay, but keep that gun away from the sound, Mike, or you'll blow us off the air. Okay, and, uh, uh Mr. Tyler, thanks for standing up for Mary. Well, she's a good kid, Pop. Why doesn't she let on that she's your daughter? Oh, she wants to make her own way in radio. Not that I could do much to help her. Well, she will, Pop. 20 seconds air time, Jeff. Okay, gang, I'm going in the control room. Stand by and make it good. Okay, here comes the last scene, Ed. So far, so good, Jeff. Hello, Blake Detective Agency. Hi, yes, Wayne. Now listen. Oh, yes, darling. Where are you phoning from? From a phone booth at a corner drugstore. Now listen. Yes, Pretty good show so I'm far, Jeff. Yeah, cut the volume yeah, on that control room speaker, Ed. You do them rather well. Okay, Jeff, I thought you wanted to really hear this last scene. I do, but not that badly. <laughs> That's better. That lacing you gave the cash sure snapped them out of it, Jeff. Yeah, but there's too much bad blood out there. Don't have to make some changes. That shooting spot is coming up. Watch it. I've just found out who killed our client. Who was it? None other than our old friend. Oh, help! I'm shot. I I am shot. Help. Somebody. Somebody help me. What's the matter? Say, they played that like they meant it. I'd their heads off. Jeff, the script only called for one shot. Yeah, Pop's nervous tonight. Probably pulled the trigger twice. What happened to you? Say, what's going out there in the studio? Pop didn't fire that shot. He's over by the curtain in front of the phone booth. Ed, cut the show. I'm going out there to see what goes. 
Calmaster Controller to pipe in the standby orchestra. Well, well. Looks like actors are expendable, too, doesn't it? This one certainly died in the line of duty. Right on the radio studio, script in hand. Probably the best scene he ever played. <laughs> so much for snide remarks. Why don't you plan to be in your seats for our next performance when Big Town Steve Wilson, fighting newspaper editor that he is, becomes involved in murder in the radio studio. Peter Laurie is our regular mystery master of ceremonies, and he'll be back on the job soon. But for now, this is Sergeant X closing the doors of the mystery playhouse and saying for him, Good night. Sleep tight. the Armed Forces Radio Service. Welcome back. Well, I I uh, think Ed Begley, who played Charlie Chan, did a great job in there. And there is really this great sense of family and love that uh, comes through. And uh, of all the detectives that uh, we uh, I've heard of that we play on the great detectives of old-time radio show, only one other is a family man, which I think is a, a bit of a shame. Of course, the, mo the uh, radio program had a powerful uh, message of national unity, particularly with uh, Charlie Chan doing his bet uh, for the war effort. That will do it for today. If you uh, have a comment, email me, box13 at greatdetectives.net. I welcome your story or that of loved ones who served during World War II. Ken Curlin provides our opening theme music, kencurlin.com. I am your host, Adam Graham. This uh, series is provided as a service of the Great Detectives of Old Time Radio, greatdetectives.net.